1: of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers, Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style. From a wide variety of life circumstances.
0: All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms.
1: To the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wastelands. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself. Stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what he is like, and to let us know his plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, the Bible. tuned and at the very least you'll hear the beauty wisdom romance adventure and intrigue of the world's greatest literature the best-selling most translated book of all history but more importantly god himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever now here's the host of the bible live selfie dollar
0: Very good evening to you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being there. Thanks for your faithfulness. It always encourages me as I... Sit here before the Bible live microphone and we get ready to read another passage of scripture. I always imagine men and women, young people, young single guys, young couples, people that I know that are listening. It's just so good to know you are there. We're coming down to our last week of readings for this year. We are now in the book of Zechariah, picking up at chapter eight. The first eight chapters have to do with Zechariah preaching to the people while the temple is being rebuilt. Then chapter 9 to 14 are written about 20 years later actually and they concern the people of judah the returning exiles after the temple has been rebuilt so he spans the time of the rebuilding of the temples i'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment but right now we go to one of my favorite psalms and i think a lot of people would say that about psalm 139 one of the great psalms about god's omnipresence omniscience and about the fact that he created each and every one of us to powerful pro-life portion of scripture that we can read and enjoy together and each of us applying it to our own lives you are special to god he knows you intimately every cell every part of your dna and he loves you psalm 139 psalm 139 1 through 16 oh lord you have examined my heart and know everything about me You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You both precede and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to know. I CAN NEVER ESCAPE FROM YOUR SPIRIT. I CAN NEVER GET AWAY FROM YOUR PRESENCE. IF I GO UP TO HEAVEN, YOU ARE THERE. IF I GO DOWN TO THE PLACE OF THE DEAD, YOU ARE THERE. IF I RIDE THE WINGS OF THE MORNING, IF I DWELL BY THE FARTHEST OCEANS, EVEN THERE YOUR HAND WILL GUIDE ME, AND YOUR STRENGTH WILL SUPPORT ME. I COULD ASK THE DARKNESS TO HIDE ME, AND THE LIGHT AROUND ME TO BECOME NIGHT. But even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, And knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, And how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was being woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. End of reading, Psalm 139, 1 through 16. Oh Lord, you know me, when I lie down and when I rise. Far away you understand, and my path you scrutinize. You see so completely... You're listening to The Bible the Live with Soapy Dollar. But I can't understand this, it's too high for my mind. Where can I go? And we are back. That That really is one of the more beautiful versions that I have heard over the years. A friend of mine wrote that song many years ago. We use it in our musical presentations a lot. Beautiful Psalm 139 with its promise that we are known by the Lord. He knows us intimately and perfectly, every cell of our body, every part of our DNA, our genealogy is going out for generations and generations, all the way back to Adam and Eve. He knows us. He cares about us. He has shaped us. He knows our potential, our interests, our strengths, our weaknesses, and he loves us as we are. He loves us just like we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. And he is working within us as well to change us into the likeness of his dear son, the Messiah himself, the Lord Jesus. I was telling my wife, Suzanne, the other day about something that happened to me when I was probably about 16 years old. I did something that was... To me, that was just so shameful. I was picking on a smaller kid at the boy's home. And I've always felt ashamed of that. And what prompted it is that, lo and behold, after all of these years, I get an email from the same boy that I was picking on. He writes me an email wanting to get in touch with me. And it brought back that shame of that time that I was picking on him and I got caught and got a spanking for it. And I was so ashamed. And it made me remember that with God, we don't have to worry. He's not going to use the information against it. He loves us. We never have to be afraid to tell him. He already knows, but we never have to be afraid of what he knows and to really open our lives to God and be vulnerable because he's so gentle. Psalm 139 points out several aspects of God's character, too. God is eternal. That doesn't mean just a long time. That means he lives outside of time. He's timeless. He's always present in every place at all times, and he's omniscient. He knows everything about everything. Now we move to the book of Zechariah. We'll come close to finishing the book of Zechariah tonight picking up in chapter 8. Now, as I mentioned before, the first 8 chapters have to do with Zechariah's messages to the people of Judah before the temple is finished in 516-515 BC. These are post-exile prophets, Haggai, Zechariah and Malachi. Zechariah is preaching both before and after the temple is finished. The final chapters starting in chapter 9 will be messages of hope and encouragement. He is talking to them about God's future kingdom under the Messiah and he has a great number of references and predictions of the Messiah. So we will see that as well tonight on The Bible Life. Zechariah 8:1 through 13:9. Zechariah 8 Then another message came to me from the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My love for Mount Zion is passionate and strong. I am consumed with passion for Jerusalem. And now the Lord says, I am returning to Mount Zion and I will live in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, old men and women will walk Jerusalem streets with a cane and sit together in the city squares, and the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls at play. This is what the Lord Almighty says. All this may seem impossible to you now, a small and discouraged remnant of God's people, but do you think this is impossible for me, the Lord Almighty? This is what the Lord Almighty says. You can be sure that I will rescue my people from the east and from the west, I will bring them home again to live safely in Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I will be faithful and just toward them as their God. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Take heart and finish the task. You have heard what the prophets have been saying about building the temple of the Lord Almighty ever since the foundation was laid. Before the work on the temple began, there were no jobs and no wages for either people or animals. No traveler was safe from the enemy, for there were enemies on all sides." I had turned everyone against each other, but now I will not treat the remnant of my people as I treated them before, says the Lord Almighty, for I am planting seeds of peace and prosperity among you. The grapevines will be heavy with fruit, the earth will produce its crops, and the sky will release the dew. Once more I will make the remnant in Judah and Israel the heirs of these blessings. Among the nations Judah and Israel had become symbols of what it means to be cursed, but no longer. Now I will rescue you and make you both a symbol and a source of blessing. So don't be afraid or discouraged, but instead get on with rebuilding the temple. For this is what the Lord Almighty says. I did not change my mind when your ancestors angered me, and I promised to punish them, says the Lord Almighty. Neither will I change my decision to bless Jerusalem and the people of Judah. So don't be afraid. But this is what you must do. Tell the truth to each other. Render verdicts in your courts that are just and that lead to peace. Do not make evil plots to harm each other. And stop this habit of swearing to things that are false. I hate all these things, says the Lord. Here is another message that came to me from the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The traditional fasts and times of mourning you have kept in early summer, midsummer, autumn, and winter are now ended. They will become festivals of joy and celebration for the people of Judah. So love, truth, and peace. This is what the Lord Almighty says. People from nations and cities around the world will travel to Jerusalem. The people of one city will say to the people in another, Let us go to Jerusalem to ask the Lord to bless us and to seek the Lord Almighty. We are planning to go ourselves. People from many nations, even powerful nations, will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to ask the Lord to bless them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, ten people from nations and languages around the world will clutch at the hem of one Jew's robe. And they will say, Please let us walk with you, for we have heard that God is with you.
1: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
0: Zechariah 9 This is the message from the Lord against the land of Aram and the city of Damascus. For the eyes of all humanity, including the people of Israel, are on the Lord. Doom is certain for Hamath near Damascus and for the cities of Tyre and Sidon, too, though they are so clever. Tyre has built a strong fortress and has piled up so much silver and gold that it is as common as dust in the streets. But now the Lord will strip away Tyre's possessions and hurl its fortifications into the Mediterranean sea. Tyre will be set on fire and burned to the ground. The city of Ashkelon will see Tyre fall and will be filled with fear. Gaza will shake with terror. And so will Ekron, for their hopes will be dashed. Gaza will be conquered and its king killed, and Ashkelon will be completely deserted. Foreigners will occupy the city of Ashdod. Thus I will destroy the pride of the Philistines. They will no longer eat meat with blood in it or feed on other forbidden foods. All the surviving Philistines will worship our God and be adopted as a new clan in Judah. And the Philistines of Ekron will join my people, just as the Jebusites once did. I will guard my temple and protect it from invading armies. I am closely watching their movements. No foreign oppressor will ever again overrun my people's land. Rejoice greatly, O people of Zion! Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem! Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble. Riding on a donkey, even on a donkey's colt. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem, and I will destroy all the weapons used in battle. Your king will bring peace to the nations. His realm will stretch from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Because of the covenant I made with you, sealed with blood, I will free your prisoners from death in a waterless dungeon. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners, for there is yet hope. I promise this very day that I will repay you two mercies for each of your woes. Judah is my bow, and Israel is my arrow. Jerusalem is my sword, and like a warrior, I will brandish it against the Greeks. The Lord will appear above his people. His arrows will fly like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet. He will go out against his enemies like a whirlwind from the southern desert. The Lord Almighty will protect His people, and they will subdue their enemies with slingstones. They will shout in battle as though drunk with wine, shedding the blood of their enemies. They will be filled with blood like a bowl, drenched with blood like the corners of the altar. When that day arrives, the Lord their God will rescue His people, just as a shepherd rescues His sheep. They will sparkle in His land like jewels in a crown. How wonderful and beautiful they will be! The young men and women will thrive on the abundance of grain and new wine. Zechariah 10. Ask the Lord for rain in the spring, and he will give it. It is the Lord who makes storm clouds that drop showers of rain so that every field becomes a lush pasture. Household gods give false advice. Fortune tellers predict only lies, and interpreters of dreams pronounce comfortless falsehoods. So my people are wandering like lost sheep without a shepherd to protect and guide them. My anger burns against your shepherds, and I will punish these leaders. For the Lord Almighty has arrived to look after his flock of Judah. He will make them strong and glorious like a proud warhorse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, the tent peg, the battle bow, and all the rulers. They will be like mighty warriors in battle, trampling their enemies in the mud under their feet. Since the Lord is with them as they fight, they will overthrow even the horsemen of the enemy." I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will reestablish them because I love them. It will be as though I had never rejected them. For I am the Lord their God who will hear their cries. The people of Israel will become like mighty warriors, and their hearts will be happy as if by wine. Their children too will see it all and be glad. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. When I whistle to them, they will come running, for I have redeemed them. From the few that are left, their population will grow again to its former size. Though I have scattered them like seeds among the nations, still they will remember me in distant lands. With their children they will survive and come home again to Israel. I will bring them back from Egypt and Assyria and resettle them in Gilead and Lebanon. There won't be enough room for them all. They will pass safely through the sea of distress, for the waves of the sea will be held back and the waters of the Nile will become dry. The pride of Assyria will be crushed, and the rule of Egypt will end. I will make my people strong in my power, and they will go wherever they wish by my authority. I, the Lord, have spoken.
1: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
0: Zechariah 11 Open your doors, Lebanon, so that fire may sweep through your cedar forests. Weep, you cypress trees, for all the ruined cedars. The tallest and most beautiful of them are fallen. Weep, you oaks of Bashan, as you watch the thickest forest being felled. Listen to the wailing of the shepherds, for their wealth is gone. Hear the young lions roaring, for their thickets in the Jordan Valley have been destroyed. This is what the Lord my God says. Go and care for a flock that is intended for slaughter. The buyers will slaughter their sheep without remorse. The sellers will say, Praise the Lord, I am now rich. Even the shepherds have no compassion for them. And likewise I will no longer have pity on the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. I will let them fall into each other's clutches, as well as into the clutches of their king. They will turn the land into a wilderness, and I will not protect them. So I cared for the flock intended for slaughter, the flock that was oppressed, then I took two shepherd staffs and named one favor and the other union. I got rid of their three evil shepherds in a single month, but I became impatient with these sheep, this nation, and they hated me too. So I told them, I won't be your shepherd any longer. If you die, you die. If you are killed, you are killed, and those who remain will devour each other. Then I took my staff called favor and snapped it in two showing that I had revoked the covenant I had made with all the nations. That was the end of my covenant with them. Those who bought and sold sheep were watching me, and they knew that the Lord was speaking to them through my actions. And I said to them, If you like, give me my wages, whatever I am worth, but only if you want to. So they counted out for my wages thirty pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter's this magnificent sum at which they valued me. So I took the thirty coins and threw them to the potters in the temple of the Lord. Then I broke my other staff, Union, to show that the bond of unity between Judah and Israel was broken. Then the Lord said to me, Go again and play the part of a worthless shepherd. This will illustrate how I will give this nation a shepherd who will not care for the sheep that are threatened by death, nor look after the young, nor heal the injured, nor feed the healthy. Instead, this shepherd will eat the meat of the fattest sheep and tear off their hooves. Doom is certain for this worthless shepherd who abandons the flock. The sword will cut his arm and pierce his right eye. His arm will become useless and his right eye completely blind.
1: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
0: Zechariah 12 This message concerning the fate of Israel came from the Lord. This message is from the Lord who stretched out the heavens, laid the foundations of the earth, and formed the spirit within humans. I will make Jerusalem and Judah like an intoxicating drink to all the nearby nations that send their armies to besiege Jerusalem. On that day I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone, a burden for the world. None of the nations who try to lift it will escape unscathed. On that day, says the Lord, I will cause every horse to panic and every rider to lose his nerve. I will watch over the people of Judah, but I will blind the horses of her enemies. And the clans of Judah will say to themselves, The people of Jerusalem have found strength in the Lord Almighty their God. On that day I will make the clans of Judah like a brazier that sets a woodpile ablaze, or like a burning torch among sheaves of grain. They will burn up all the neighboring nations right and left, while the people living in Jerusalem remain secure. The Lord will give victory to the rest of Judah first, before Jerusalem, so that the people of Jerusalem and the royal line of David will not have greater honor than the rest of Judah. On that day the Lord will defend the people of Jerusalem. The weakest among them will be as mighty as King David, and the royal descendants will be like God, like the angel of the Lord who goes before them. For my plan is to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on all the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. The sorrow and mourning in Jerusalem on that day will be like the grievous mourning of Hadad-Rimon in the valley of Megiddo. All Israel will weep in profound sorrow, each family by itself with the husbands and wives in separate groups. The family of David will mourn, along with the family of Nathan, the family of Levi, and the family of Shimei. Each of the surviving families from Judah will mourn separately, husbands and wives apart. Zechariah 13 On that day a fountain will be opened for the dynasty of David and for the people of Jerusalem, a fountain to cleanse them from all their sins and defilement. And on that day, says the Lord Almighty, I will get rid of every trace of idol worship throughout the land, so that even the names of the idols will be forgotten. I will remove from the land all false prophets and the unclean spirits that inspire them. If anyone begins prophesying again, his own father and mother will tell him, You must die, for you have prophesied lies in the name of the Lord. Then his own father and mother will stab him. No one will be boasting then of a prophetic gift. No one will wear prophet's clothes to try to fool the people. No, he will say, I am not a prophet, I am a farmer. The soil has been my means of livelihood from my earliest youth. And if someone asks, Then what are those scars on your chest? He will say, I was wounded at the home of friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, the man who is my partner, says the Lord Almighty. Strike down the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn against the lambs. Two-thirds of the people in the land will be cut off and die, says the Lord, but a third will be left in the land. I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure, just as gold and silver are refined and purified by fire. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, These are my people, and they will say, The Lord is our God. End of reading. Zechariah 8, 1 through 13, 9.
1: This is the Bible Live with Soapy
0: Dollar. Oh, when you know... A pretty story you don't let it go unsaid. you tell it to your children as you tuck them into bed and when you know a wonderful secret well well you tell it to your friends go on five hundred years before the Messiah came Zechariah speaking and talking of Jesus as that good shepherd. He speaks of him as the cornerstone. He prophesied riding into Jerusalem on the donkey, the foal of a donkey. He describes his death pierced. They look on me whom they have pierced and mourn him as for an only son. A fountain will be opened for the dynasty of David. Again, Jesus prophesied the scattering of the sheep. Strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus made reference to that passage himself when he knew that his disciples would flee for their lives in the time of his passion. Oh, there's so many details here we could talk about as you listen to this passage from the book of Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah, 2,500 years ago, 500 years before Messiah came. This book, the book of Zechariah, contains more information, more prophecies about the Messiah, the person, the work, the glory of Christ, the Messiah, than any of the other minor prophets combined both his first coming and his second and so you have to read and understand which the first coming or was it something that's going to be fulfilled in his second coming for example when he brings peace to all the nations and delivers jerusalem from any more attack by their enemies this will happen in his second coming and then others took place in his first coming just as we reviewed the visions and sermons of Zechariah in the first eight chapters Now we review, as going into these final chapters, he talks about the Messiah who would come, the Redeemer, the Savior, both the first time he would come and the second. And we see that he predicted that he would enter into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, which Jesus himself referred to him fulfilling that prophecy when he made the triumphal entry into Jerusalem the week before he died. Jesus is called the cornerstone, both by Isaiah 28, 22, and Zechariah speaks of him as the cornerstone. The foundation piece for the people of God. He's the good shepherd. He's only paid 30 pieces of silver. We Remember, that's what Judas was paid for betraying Jesus. It was cast on the floor of the temple and used for a potter's field. All predictions of the Messiah.
1: The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com.